welcome to another episode of the Brewless Podcast, where indie video games and craft beer unite. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Skull Splitter from the Orkney Brewery, and also Jotun from Thunder Lotus Games. Yay! So let's let's get into it. Can we introduce ourselves? Oh, yeah. My <laughs> name is Jackie Biter, and I'm also known as The Merrick, joined by my co-host. Casey Bowker, also known as Chaz Voltaire. Um, yeah, so Thunder Lotus Games produced this, uh, the game Jotun, um, and it is about a recently deceased Viking named Thora, who was unceremoniously killed in battle and in order to make her way into Valhalla, she has to kill these creature-like gods known as the Jotun um, in order to get there. And uh, it is out now. You can get it on Steam for PC. Um, it will also work on Mac and, I believe, Linux. Uh, but it was released on Tuesday, September 29th, 2015. So if you're listening to us after that date, and most likely you are, um, it is available for you to purchase. Yeah, I um, I remember seeing this game for the first time on Kickstarter, actually, um, when I, it was probably like a year ago, maybe not quite a year, maybe longer than a year, depending on Kickstarter. Anyway, um, I saw it on there, and I was like, whoa, this game looks freaking beautiful. I'm a big fan of 2D animation style, so I liked uh, the look of it, and it reminded me of some of like, um, like King's Quest. Um, and King's Lair that you would play uh, at the arcade and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was a big fan of just the art style alone before even um, knowing. The thing about Kickstarter, I am sometimes trepidatious to get involved with them because um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they're either going to take a really long time to put out the game or it's not going to make it. And I don't know if at the time where it was in the uh, crowdfunding process, but I was like, eh... I'll wait. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Maybe I'll just wait. And then I, it was too late at that time. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and I, I agree with you. Like, sometimes when you're seeing stuff on Kickstarter, you're like, oh, that looks really cool, but it seems kind of ambitious. And then you've got some, like, some studios, the, the product is already well underway, and they're just like, we just need we just need money to finish it. Yeah. And implement some features that we want to put out. But, you know, other than that, it's totally playable. Um but then you also have these studios that are like, yeah, we're going to make this game, and this is some concept art, and this is some, you know, rough stuff that we have together, and we need the money to hire a programmer, which apparently the rule of thumb is if you don't have a programmer, don't fund it, because... Don't do it. Don't do it. Because um, <clears throat> that's where some of the more ambitious projects... But anyway, that aside, um, I think that I kind of came across it because I received a pitch for um, for Yotun. Um, in my email for Don't Forget a Towel, and I had downloaded it, and it was still pretty early, I want to say, in the development cycle of the game. So it looked pretty awesome, but at the same time, it was kind of hard, and I couldn't figure out what I was doing, and it was still beautiful. Yeah. And, and props to them for having, you know, a lady lady Viking as the main character, which is, which is cool. Yeah, I was a big fan of that, um... I, I read currently I read Jason Aaron's Thor run, 
And um, if you follow Marvel Comics at all, uh, Thor became unworthy, and Lady Thor, even though they still call her Thor, um, took over and um, kicks just as much ash as ass as the normal Thor does. So uh, seeing a Thora in this game, I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. I like that they're using a female um, protagonist, and she's wielding a giant axe and fighting these huge, huge creatures. So um, I thought it was really nice. What was your, like, so now, you, you know, we've played the, the Polish game. Um, what is your, like, initial thoughts on it? I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think that the, like, environments are, they're detailed enough and that the art style is unique enough and it, and it flows pretty well. Uh, I didn't, you know, didn't have a lot of, like, glitchiness that sometimes you might encounter because I believe as it was being released, it's actually pretty, pretty complete. I don't think it's being released as a beta, um, but as, like, a final product. Uh, we received review copies for it, so uh, our build might be a little bit different than yours, but not by too much. Uh, but I thought it was pretty it was pretty easy. They did provide a guide um, for us so that we could review it really quick. And I used that quite a lot. Because the um, one of the things, and this is probably one of my peeves that we'll talk about in a moment, you don't have... Um, there's nothing on the screen to show you where you are on the map. And some of the levels, the area where you are is not terribly distinctive, so you kind of have to navigate around until you locate something um, distinctive. Like, for example, on the, um, the first level that you get to, it's like an ice lake. <clears throat> there are, like, patches of snow everywhere. And, spoiler, you get attacked by this, like, creature. So you have to, if you stay on the snow, you're pretty much safe, but I couldn't find the different places because there's a rune that you have to find, there's a place where you can get like a golden apple, there's a place where you can find the Thor shrine, whatever. <laughs> and it just, it took a little bit of like referring to the guide and looking back at the screen, referring to the guide, looking back at the screen, and that being said, the map on the guide is like super tiny. And it's helpful for a context, but as far as navigation, it's a little bit tricky. Um... I I thought it was I, I can understand where you're you're coming from. Um, I'll go to it in a second, but I I thought it was a lot of fun in the sense like I like that I didn't know where I was gonna go. Um, I ended up having to you know kind of make some mental reminders. Mm-hmm. I actually forgot that they had given us that guide, so I never referred to it. <laughs> so I was just walking around blind. Um, it reminded me a little bit of one of the previous games that we reviewed, um, Don't Starve, Mm -hmm. in the sense, like, there's areas where there's, like, these toxic plants, and in order to avoid them, you have to stand next to, like, these... Well, there's, like, a toxic area, and you have to stand next to, like, these nice plants that protect you from it, and then you got to make a run for it. And then um, that was really interesting. And then there's also, like, these spikes, like, tentacle things that come out of the ground, and um, that also reminded me of Don't Starve mm-hmm. and the map situation. So that would be my only, like, caveat. Like, it is hard to fight these bosses. Um, and we'll go into a little bit of that. But uh, that didn't bother me, actually. Um, I was fine with that. But it was, like, on the map trying to look at it. It would have been nice, even if you weren't going to show us, like, where to go. I'm more than fine with that. At least to show us, like, 
where you are amongst like the mm-hmm. mass area. So yeah. that's my only thing is that I really was like, I would go to the map and then I'd be like, well, wait a second. I don't know where I am. All I can guess is that the, the, the shaded areas that I believe are where I found a marker I hope that I'm by those in context to the greater picture. Yeah. That yeah. was it. Yeah, even something as simple as a compass, I think, would be helpful. Cause like, yeah, compass, compass would be like, would oh, be yeah, good I'm too. going northwest <clears throat> and not. I bet you anything they'll add it because that, that was like, that's the smallest complaint that I really have mm-hmm. overall is that I don't know where the hell I'm going and there's no way of even giving me a reference a frame of reference yeah and, I, and I, like overall like i don't want to say that i dislike the game at all um i i think that the storyline is pretty you know pretty interesting i'm a fan of norse mythology i don't know as much about it as perhaps i should but um i think that using it as a plot um a plot mechanism or whatnot is pretty interesting and I would say fairly unique because you don't see too many games that are based around like Vikings or Norse, at least not directly. There was that Super Nintendo game, Three Vikings. Do you remember that? Uh, I didn't play that one. I think it was a Blizzard game. Like back when Blizzard did like Battlethorn and um, I want to say that before obviously before Blizzard became Blizzard. (laughs) Blizzard. Yes. Um but they made some kick-ass games for the Super Nintendo and, mm-hmm. and Genesis. <laughs> but anyways, that was the last time I remember playing uh, a Viking game. Yeah. Or that comes to mind anyways. Um, so what did you think about, like, you know, the visuals of it? I know I touched on, like, the 2D animation. Like, what did you like or not like? I liked the visuals. I thought that they were detailed without being so so detailed that, you know, it would present a problem from a graphic standpoint. Um, it is billed as being like in a hand-run style, so it kind of, at least Thora, kind of resembled like the characters in like Don't Starve, not quite to the point where it's like a Burton-esque, but they look like hand-drawn and you can see like little sketch marks and things like that on her. So she's not like super crisp and clear and all that, but that I think lends to it. And then the environments are, um... The environments are very, they're, they're cartoony, so they're not, like, shooting for realism, but they're, it's hard to describe. <laughs> I would, I mean, they're, they are, I mean, they are car- cartoony, mm-hmm. but in a fine way. Like, I, I was reminded of, um, I used to watch the Legend of Zelda cartoon and, like, Captain Ness when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't, do you ever watch that? Mm-mm. I know I'm old. Um, <laughs> there was a cartoon. It was the, it was during the Super Mario cartoon show, and oh, they okay. had Super Mario cartoon, and then Captain Ness or Nintendo, and he was like a teenager who got sucked into Nintendo, and he had a game pad as a belt, and he had the the gun like to shoot people, and then they also had a Zelda one. So like you see like that. 2D animation, and then the backgrounds were all usually painted, so that they would like. That's what I liked about this is that the the backgrounds looked, you know, they looked a little bit cartoony, but um, you know, a little bit even more anime style, like mm-hmm. lush backgrounds. I, I really like that a lot. Um, what you had a complaint about the camera movement a little bit, yeah, right? Because there were some points in the game where, for the most part of the game, you're pretty 
tightly focused in on Thora, which is fine. But you would get to points where it would zoom you out. And this kind of, I think, kind of goes back to a little bit of we had no idea where the hell we were at any given time. Because it would come out, but only like around the point where you're about to be attacked by the giant fish. Or you were trying to get some context clues because a huge blizzard was coming. And you had to go get cover before it decimated you. Um, it would have been nice to be able to zoom out a bit to see, like, get a little bit of context to where you were. Or if you were about to walk into a hazard or something like that. But, um, but that, like I said, probably goes back to the, um, the complaint we had about not knowing where we were. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's still a small complaint overall, in my opinion. Um, what did you think of the music? I liked it. It was... It was appropriate and, like, kind of gave you a sense for um, the environment that you were in and, like, the urgency of what you were about to face, perhaps. Um, but it was very, like, atmospheric and it, it, it fit. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was, um, I thought it was, like, very beautiful in the background. And I really, really liked that they spoke in Norse and didn't... Like, obviously, you had subtitles and stuff, but they didn't mm-hmm. shy away from that. I thought that was cool. Um, I'm a big Thor fan, if I haven't already mentioned. Uh, so yeah. I love all that mythology stuff, and I thought that they did a really fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the creatures in it, um, that was, like, one of my favorite things. Like, just seeing, like, some of the imagery of, like, there was a guy, there was, like, the old man like whose head is like sticking out of a fountain and he has like one eye that looks at you and then yeah. follows you and i was like where's the rest of this guy like what how massive is this guy yeah. <laughs> that we're only seeing his head which is giant inside of this huge well yeah Crazy. that was like the first thing that i encountered and i thought for some reason like i was supposed because there's like a little platform near him and i thought yeah. like oh this is like the jotun that i'm gonna summon in this level so i'm like maybe i should stay away from him turns out he actually gives you like power-ups or whatever yeah i think it might be like a save point too yeah like a save point like and then it says flesh. renews your spirit i don't know if it actually gives you any health but um but it's it's significant in some way um but yeah he was he was kind of weird and then his when he opens his eye and he, yeah when he's like following you around it's like this is a little creepy yeah but uh yeah i mean it, i like that it keeps true to the mythology because i can't think of anything more annoying than like, say for 300, for example. No one in that movie has a Greek accent. Not one. <laughs> they all have these, like, British, Scottish accents. And it never makes any effing sense. Like, I've seen movies based in France. They have British accents. And I can't tell you what more could be wrong with that presentation. <laughs> so I think it's a little bit different when you have um, a game, though, that's, yeah. like... They don't have to deal with that sort of stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like... You have only, like, a handful of lines that you actually have to deliver. Yes. So yes. you have the flexibility of, yeah, we can actually research what this sounded like, what it spelled like, what it meant back in the ancient Norse language. And we had to look up the pronunciation of Jotun uh, before we recorded today, because I was saying Jotun for the, the whole time. <laughs> I was I was too, but it was Jotun, and then there was like an alternative uh, pronunciation that I can't even remember at this point. Yeah. But, yeah. Did, now, did you get to one of the bosses? 
I didn't, no. Okay. I got lost in the Nine Rivers and <laughs> never resurfaced. I um, I faced two, two Jotun, and um, I actually read a review today on Kotaku how this guy said that he fought a boss for, I think it was six to seven hours, and yet he enjoyed the entire time. And I have not done that in a long... Like, I remember playing Final Fantasy VII, and near the end, I I can't remember what they're called, like, Bahamut or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. there was a giant boss, and that's the only time I've ever fought battles like that. And until this game um, was in, like, a JRPG, like, where the mm-hmm. boss battle can take literally hours, where you, like, run an attack, and then you have to, like, save up. And protect yourself and then run an attack really briefly. <laughs> and then, you know, like the first boss that I fought um, was actually not that bad. I don't want to get into too many, too many, big, many big, big, big spoilers. But the first boss I fought, I, I handled them pretty fine. The second boss I fought was one of those situations where, like, they had, you know, three or four different forms. So, like, each form was a different attack. So, okay, the first one repeats, okay, I learned that pattern. You know, like a Mega Man character. All right, we're good. And then it goes and changed it again. And I was like, all right, so you're still doing the first one. I got that. Then you added a second layer. Good. And then it kept adding layers of difficulty to it. So, um, But it was fun. It really was. And it was, like, one of those kind of games where, like, JRPGs where I'm just like, God damn, like, this is hard, but I want to fight this. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. I just want to give up. I'm done. I don't care. I, I'm over it. Like, <laughs> like with the boss in Arkham Knight? Like the boss in Arkham Knight mm-hmm. where I wanted to literally throw my controller at the screen. I punched a pillow, which I don't ever do. Um, or, like, we, you'll hear us in an upcoming episode where we're going to review Party Hard, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's times where I'm just like, <laughs> screw this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am done. Um, and then, and like that game, there's so many different ways to do something that you can do it differently every single time. Whereas in this Mm -hmm. is like, because there is a pattern system, it's just a matter of getting the right jumps and moves Mm -hmm. and you know what I mean? Well, there's no jumps, but dodges. Um, so yeah, it was, um, the boss battles love them. I, I think they're super inventive and really happy that they're in there. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Cool. So, what? Uh, like, what do you want to rate this game? I did. I did quite like it, and I do look forward to playing a lot more of it. Um. I. I would say I'd probably give it a nine. Really? Yeah. Because I. I like the art style. I do like the, that the game was engaging. Um. I do think that there are some, you know, minor flaws, but. Those are things that I'm certain can be, can or will be addressed either in a future release or someone will come up with a mod that you can, that you can apply to if the If they game. can just fix the map. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Like, that would be, that would make it fine for me because I'd be able to find the guides online, be pretty easy to get through, et cetera and so forth. It'll be easy to get through in the sense that it's still a hard game, but you'll at least have an idea of where you're going. Yeah. Um, it, but I think the, the, Visual style of it's really pretty. The music is awesome. Um, it borrows from Norse mythology. It's got a lady as the lead character. There's just a lot to like about it. 
So I'm, I'm willing to overlook its tinier sins to say that I'd give it a nine. I agree. I would say, I would say a nine. I would say that I am looking forward to going through the rest of the game. I don't know how long it takes. So we're recording it on the day that it comes out on September 29th. So I don't know if anyone's beat the game yet. Um, so I don't know how long it actually takes to get through everything. I would say probably depending on how good you are, it's probably like a 10 hour game. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's longer. I don't know. But do you know? Um, you know, I don't know. Cause I saw something on the internet and I want to say that it, somebody said that they could finish it in three and a half hours, but I don't think, I don't know if it was the same game. It might have been a different game, but it's not me. I can't finish a game. Yeah, it's like a, if you if you finish the game, let us know how long it took yes, you. Yes, yes, um, definitely. So that I can close, I can clear my calendar and just finish it. Uh, but I would say, yeah. I mean, I really liked the music. I liked that they they worked in the Norse language into it. Um, I love gods and goddesses uh i'm a huge fan of that and i also like the art style borrowed from traditional 2d animation and a little bit of japanimation or anime um so yeah nine out of ten the only thing that was like the camera didn't bother me too much it's just that sometimes you got lost at the bottom or sides of the screen depending on how it zoomed Mm -hmm. out and then the map um I could see it going down a road where it could be really frustrating. Uh, if, you know, further down, it's really, really, you know, needed where you have mm-hmm. to remember where you're going. Mm-hmm. So at some point it probably is unbearable. But right now, as far as we are in the game, I would say it's just a minor annoyance. Um, but if, as long as that gets tweaked, um, the camera, I'm sure it's going to stay the same. I, it's a minor problem, as I said. Yeah. But, yeah, I would say 9 out of 10 for sure. Uh, all right, so and we already said you can get it on Steam, and you can buy it right now, and it's fourteen ninety nine, so it's very very inexpensive for a really quality game. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree. So let's get to the beer. And so. What beer did we decide to pair it with? Uh, so we made the selection of Skull Splitter from the Orkney Brewery in Coilu, which is... This is in Scotland. It's in Scotland. It says it was bo- brewed in the UK. So Orkney in Orkney, Scotland. <clears throat> it is a... Scotch Ale. Scotch Ale, yes. Uh, has a Viking on the front with a giant battle axe, so he looks like he and Thor might might have been bros at some point. He looks like Volstag, if you guys read Marvel comics. Yeah. It takes its name from Thorfinn Hoskuliff. I apologize if I'm insulting your heritage by that pronunciation. Oh, you are. The 7th Viking Earl of Orkney. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um... And the the color of the beer is, like, a very, very, very dark, not, like, opaque, but it's kind of got, like, a reddish amber quality to it. Um, doesn't have a very huge head if you pour it properly. I poured it pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah. we have pictures to prove it, actually. <laughs> um, so check us out on Instagram. Um, and it's it's got a very strong beer scent to it, but... Yeah, 
It smells like it's got a little bit of sweetness. It does smell like it'll put some hair on your chest. I read that this was called a wee heavy beer because it's not as heavy as a traditional Scottish ale. It's Mm. just a wee bit heavy. And I'm not going to do a Scottish accent because I'll be really shitty at it. That's very, very possible. (laughs) Um, And it is 8.5% alcohol by volume. So it is not a beer for the weak of heart or stomach. But it doesn't taste like that. No, like, like it definitely. At all. Yeah, it tastes like a very, very drinkable. Like it tastes like. It tastes like a five percent. Yeah, beer. like you could just sit here and throw a couple back and then realize this is that dangerous. You're drunk. Maybe that's why it's a skull splitter because you you drink it, you sip it, you're mm-hmm. fine, everything's going good, and then you stand up and then you mm-hmm. fall on your face and you break your skull. And then, <laughs> and then you're drunk and asked to leave the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> Though your skull's broken off. <laughs> They don't have time for those shenanigans. <laughs> they don't do that kind of negativity at their event. No, they don't. So, what do you think about the um, the taste of it? Well, she's drinking it. It does have kind of a heavy taste to it. It does. It does leave a little bit of a coating on your tongue, but it's a very full, delicious, delicious flavor. Um, it's it tastes definitely like an ale. There's not mm-hmm. a whole lot of hoppiness to it. There's just a tiny, tiny little bit, but not a whole lot. Um, it's not super effervescent, but it's it doesn't it doesn't lack flavor. It's not like um, like I guess like a Killian's Irish Red that can sometimes be a little bit disappointing. Yeah, in its flavor, it's. This would be the rich man's or rich woman's Killian's Irish Red. In my opinion, yeah. it definitely um, has that red ale taste to it, but it's just a it's just a really quality <laughs> tasting beer. Yeah, it's really, 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 really good. Um, you you did your country proud Orkney Brewing uh, brewery, um, so yeah, and I I think it was actually a very very solid selection. Yeah. It's being considered. Yeah. Way to go, Casey. Thank you. You're learning. Why did, um, well, well, we'll answer it. Why did we pair this beer with uh, the game? Well, because you can't find mead this time of year. Which was what we really, really wanted. We wanted to review mead, so maybe we will revisit this in the future with some mead. Maybe some DLC content comes out and we'll, yeah. So, yeah. Guys, if you're if you're listening, if you got any new DLC coming out, we'll review it with Mead and make asses of ourselves on the internet. If you make Mead and you promise not to um, mix it with like some sort of drug, give us some or send it to us, and we will retweet you. We will send you a sticker that we will probably make soon. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of marketing things. Also on our uh, on our Facebook page. Brewlist.com forward slash, or no, Facebook.com forward slash Brewlist. Uh, we're, we're trying to see if anybody wants t shirts. So if you want a t shirt, oh, go yeah, and like know. that comment. It's yes. like last week. Um, we'll bump it. Yeah, we'll bump it. We'll, we'll pin it. it. We'll pin it. We'll tweet it. <laughs> um, but let us know if you want t shirts. Um, but anyway, that being said, um, why did you select the beer? So I was walking into uh, AJ's Beer House. Um, here in Rochester, New York, and we'll tell you, uh, well, I guess I'll say it now. You can get this beer anywhere. So this isn't specific to just Western New York. Um, 
We actually listened to some feedback from some of our listeners. Thank you for reaching out to us. And they said, try not to do as many local beers, even though we have a ton of breweries. So you will be hearing a lot about the Western New York area, but we like beers from all over. Uh, So you can get this, uh, I, I can't say anywhere, but I can say that you should be able to find it outside of our area it's an import so if you have an establishment that sells fine imported beer then you'll probably find it if you've got a really ambitious grocery store beer shop um wine store depending on the state that you live in right um the chances of you being able to find it relatively close to you are probably pretty good yeah and um i was on the search for mead um and this isn't the time of year for mead mead is usually around I want to say Christmas, like November, late November, December. Yeah, it's coming close. Um, And we'll also be able to get mulled wine, which is one of my favorite things. Um, And on the search, I was like, okay, you know, I got to find something. And I I saw the cover. I saw Skull Splitter, and I saw this giant Viking. And even though it wasn't Thora on um, on the label, it still, you know, spoke to me. And I said, okay... She splits skulls, or at least of these creatures. So this is going to be very fitting. And the high alcohol content, I thought, was a good thing for this game because it is a little bit of a kick in the ass, but in a very fun way. So the the beer I felt was going to pair it, and I think it did. I think I think it did as well. Yeah. So, what do you rate this beer? Uh, beer advocate. Rates it 91 out of 100, which I thought was very high. Um, how about you? Well, let's not go out of 100 because we don't usually go that. No, we usually days. go up a scale of 10. Yes. So. <laughs> I would say 9. Would drink again. Absolutely. It's got a lot of really great flavor. It does have a slightly high alcohol content, so I wouldn't say it'd be like my beer of choice if I'm trying to go the distance on like football day. <laughs> but. You know, this would get you through two quarters. Not, Is that are those what they are? Are they quarters in football? Uh, yeah, there's there's yeah. You would get through half the game. Half the game, yeah. And be like, sports. I'm done. I'm sports. <laughs> Go team. Who are we rooting for? Are we winning? The Vikings. <laughs> I do know that's a Minnesota team. It is a Minnesota team. It's also the uh, the mouse pad of the coworker yeah. whose desk I'm currently occupying. Oh work. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he'll he'll have that back in a couple yes. days. Casey does not know a lot about sports. Mm-mm. Just so you guys know, as you get to know us more. Casey don't know sports. <laughs> yeah, the only the only sports I'm really a fan of are because I went to college there. Yeah. Which is fine. Or um because my husband is a fan, which is why I like the Buffalo Bills, but personally um based on their previous Super Bowl performance, the teams that I really really like professionally outside of the Bills, the Ravens and the Seahawks. Okay. Birds the word. I will take your word for it, because you said that. Uh, I would rate this thing, this delicious tasting beer, I'm going to say, man, I don't want to keep saying the same things that you are saying, but I really want to give it a 9 out of 10 as well. We're on the same page. Yeah. I mean, I would say that the only reason it's not getting a, a full 10 is because of... Probably, like, the taste that lingers a little bit. I'm not, you know, it's... It stays it, with you a little, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not as opposed to that or anything like that, but that's probably... I would get off a point for that. Um, the high alcohol content, I mean, 
I guess just know what you're getting into when you open up this beer. Like, don't, this is not your casual, everybody, I I don't know what my occasion, playing video games for sure, like, I want a high alcohol content. This is not the last beer that you want to drink at a bar after you've been hanging out with your buddies. No. It's not something that you want to do and then hit the road, unless you're probably a Viking. This might be a good um, pregame beer, though. Like, if you're like, okay, I'm going to start strong. And then mm-hmm. taper myself off so I don't yeah. spend so much at the bar. This might be the beer for you for that. Mm-hmm. Or if, you, like you said, if you're going to stay in, um, you're going to play Jotun um, or some other game for the Super Nintendo by Blizzard. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, that's it. So just don't expect to go too crazy if you plan on having more than two. I would say that's... Yeah. Uh, depending on your size. That's and your depending limit. on how much you end up spending on it. Yeah, I don't remember how much I spent. I spent, um, I want to say it was like three fifty. Um, I bought two of them. I think it was three fifty a beer, which isn't terrible. It's still kind of high, but it's not terrible. I was fine with it. For this, I think that's fine. Yeah, for an imported beer, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. not no complaints from me. Oh yeah. All right, so. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our our social media. Um, well, first of all, I want to say thank you again to the Thunder Lotus team for providing us uh, two Steam codes for review. Uh, that was really fantastic of you guys. Thank you very much. Um, you know, we really do love the game, so I'm looking forward to more DLC as it comes out. I know the game just came out today, so if you guys are looking for something to play on Steam... For $15, you cannot go wrong. You will have a good time. I can't imagine anyone who wouldn't find this fun. Maybe if you only like Call of Duty and only like Madden, you will not like this game. In which case, you're not a gamer. And you're probably not listening to this you're podcast. You're probably not listening to this podcast. If you only like two types of games. Um, especially since we are an indie game podcast. Because I would say it's pretty pretty reasonable that we will probably never review either of those games on this program. Probably not. You know what I did want to mention real fast, and I wanted to mention at the beginning of this podcast that I forgot to, is there any mobile games that you're playing right now? We'll throw it on at the end of this episode. Um, mobile games that I'm playing at the moment. Yes. Uh, I'm still playing a lot of Two Dots. Okay. Um, you do love that game. I love that game. It's just like <laughs> a thing that you can just kind of sit there and just play yeah. while you're like waiting for stuff to happen. Um, and then... Let me think. Are there any other mobile games that I'm playing currently? No. No. Just just the dot games. Well, I can tell you that I am playing Star Wars Uprising by Kabam. That's on my phone. I have not started playing it yet, though. It is a... I guess you can akin it to a dungeon crawler, like a... Um, a Destiny or a Diablo. You have to find gear... You do have to grind. It's a role-playing game. It is fucking awesome. I love it. But that's because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Um, It takes place after episode six. So uh, you're a smuggler. Um, There's no lightsabers in the game. They have said that. Um, There's a lot of characters in it that you get to meet. It does feel like Star Wars. It is a lot of fun. Um, I was listening to another podcast, the uh, Jedi Alliance podcast, and one of the guys said that he likes to play this game while pooping, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> he was like, this is my go-to game for in the bathroom. <laughs> um, I play it at work <laughs> while I'm 
taking phone calls, <laughs> but yeah. uh, it is it is a lot of fun. Uh, so if you guys haven't played, it's free. So you can pay to play, um, or sorry, you can pay for premium stuff. I don't know why. The only people I can think of who pay for these kind of things, like I can understand like in a Candy Crush, like you keep dying, mm-hmm. you have to pay for lives. Like this is a kind of game where you could pay for more money to spend on things, but if you just play enough and uh, wait your time, like be patient... Um, you don't have to pay That's for anything. The people that are going to pay money for it are the impatient. The impatient people. one. I'm yeah. pretty patient because I play it at work. So like, if I don't get to it in an hour or two, you're and then something an uploads, you know, yeah. I'm you're, fine. Yeah, you're going to end up having like an hour long call, and by that point, your health is bad. Yes. And, yeah. Yep. So um, I did want to mention that in our, in our mobile game spotlight, <laughs> or whatever we decide to call it. Yeah. Um, so where can they find us? You can find us, uh, first and foremost, at brewlist.com. You can get links to our podcasts, videos when they're uploaded, articles about breweries we've gone to, and maybe some games that didn't quite make it on the podcast but are still pretty enjoyable. Um, Local happenings, beer news as it comes out. Um, You can check us out on YouTube. Uh, You can also find us at brewlist for Twitter and Instagram. And Facebook, as we previously mentioned, facebook.com forward slash brewlist. And you can also find this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah, so if you guys, um, at least for iTunes, Stitcher doesn't seem to have like a rating system, but if you guys are listening to us on iTunes, if you can, you know, give us a review on there, um, that'd be fantastic. Uh, five stars would be even more fantastic but even if you just want to give us some feedback uh you can also email us uh brewlist at gmail.com if you have any ideas of video games that you want us to review or beers you want us to try out if you want to donate some to the show we are fan we would love that um so we're very interactive on the social media so we will respond back if you reach out to us yep come say hi and you can probably send us hate mail too but no. Address that to Gandalf, my cat. <laughs> <Only>. <laughs> <Gandalf>. <laughs> <laughs> he will be taking all hate mail. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my production assistants, Tully and Maya, who are also cats, they will, <laughs> they will use it to line their litter box more than likely. But, exactly. You know. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, thank you so very much for your, your time, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Like we said, reach out to us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or other beers you might pair with this game. Uh, this is Jackie signing off. This is Casey saying... Stay thirsty. Yes.